Welcome to Stay Engaged 2022. Everything you know and love about IAB Engage, but brought to you week by week. It's Engage, but offstage. Stay Engaged is hosted in partnership with Triple Lift, the essential marketplace that offers advertising solutions for every channel and every objective. The only major supply-side exchange designed to make advertising better for everyone, advertisers, publishers, and consumers. In this offstage audio session, Magnites, Frank Schofield, and Lorenzo Del Sepia discuss the future of omni-channel media buying, including focusing on the growth of the CTV market and the rise of AVOD, the depreciation of the third-party cookies, and the focus on measurement and audience identity. Hello everyone, my name is Lorenzo and I'm joined here by my colleague Frank and we will have a conversation around the future of omnichannel buying. Frank, would you like to kind of introduce yourself and the company that we work for? Yeah, absolutely. So in case any of you aren't familiar with Magnite, I'm sure most of you are already, but just in case you're not, we're an SSP with the largest independent SSP and we work across kind of all formats. We're completely omnichannel within kind of the digital ecosystem. Publishers obviously use us to help monetize their content, but then we've got a huge part of the business which is actually talking to the demand side as well and actually working with advertisers and buyers on kind of solutions and campaigns. That's the side that I actually sit on. So our team, the conversations range from commercial agreements to kind of providing tech solutions to the actual campaign activation as well. I am the seller lead for the UK and Nordics. So my role actually sits on the other side of the fence compared to Frank. So I work closely with our publishers, with our commercial accounts and with our uh, kind of media partners that are utilizing our technology and our platform uh, to monetize their inventory programmatically. And so this morning we thought it would have been a great idea to actually have a chat between kind of me and Frank and kind of put out there a different perspective from the supply and the buy side. So we often face the same challenges. We have got similar objective for our clients, but we've got obviously different points of view that we wanted to uh, put out there. And I thought we thought about like focusing on like some topics that are definitely around the rise of omnichannel buying, the conversation around identity, and then talking a little bit about what we think some future predictions are and how we see this world of programmatic kind of evolving in 2022 and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess from those kind of two different sides of the perspective, I'm going to pretend like I know absolutely nothing about the supply side, which maybe <laughs> I don't. Ha- maybe I don't have to pretend too much, but um, all good there. So, Frank, what are the main trends that you see across the programmatic landscape at the moment, like on the buy side? You know, we're in a great place right now when it comes to kind of digital ad spend. The IAB kind of released their figures quite recently, so it was something like forty percent year-on-year increase across the board. Obviously. You know, there are kind of big winners in that space when it comes to audio and podcasts and everything as well. We're in quite a unique position, I think, like just as a company as a whole. Within the market, you know, we can see from both a scale perspective, we've got kind of that lens across, you know, all the different channels. But also then in terms of the range of buyers that we're talking to, whether it's brand direct, whether it's like the big agency hold codes at global level. And we get those kind of like range of requests from them that puts us in 
I guess like a good way, well, I guess we have a great overview basically of the market. The first one that I have to call out because it comes up in probably every meeting that I have is like the whole kind of CTV conversation and and the rise of that over the last, you know, couple of years probably or, or three years or so now. Essentially, like even from our own research, right, we can show that the pandemic this is an area where like adoption massively grew, right? Yeah. Like TV and media consumption, everything grew. More time at home, I guess. Exactly. More <laughs> time at home, more consumption of media. There was, you know, there was uh, less going on. Yeah. <laughs> and like essentially, it, like from our own research, right, we know that CTV now is, it's moved from that kind of like new thing, like more into the mainstream, basically. That's reflective in the audience that we see now. The audience is actually completely or well, almost perfectly reflective of the actual population makeup of a country that you're looking at as well so yep. it really shows that there's kind of mass adoption there that i think is 100% here to stay like i say i think you know if you ask me in 5 years time i think every single piece of tv will be bought kind of programmatically that's just like a personal view but i think advertisers kind of realize the opportunity that's there now ctv's moved from you know that kind of innovation test budget and more into the mainstream and we're kind of seeing agencies also like actually include that into their kind of cross-channel planning as well so yeah even in the uk i guess because it used to be like a very u.s focus kind of like format and developed in that way but i feel like in the uk like it's really like taking off yeah absolutely so ctv ctv is number one yeah absolutely and like the rise of ctv i think coming off the back of that right it's the measurement piece as well like this is something that the buy side is always kind of looking for and like taking ctv as an example it's like how does my ctv drive incremental reach for example onto my linear activity right that's yeah. like the the easy one that you can marry but then you can kind of take that one step further and say you know why don't we look at ctv or uh, like where's the unique audience that our online videos driving on that like where's how does that then compare to you know the bvod or the youtube buy and that kind of cross-channel measurement piece as well is is really important And then I think lastly, like this is a huge topic and brands and agencies are all at different stages in this. Like like it's an iterative process basically, but SPO or supply path optimization is a huge kind of thing that keeps coming up within, uh, well, from the buy side at the moment. And particularly, you know, it's not just saying what's our most efficient path to our supply, but it's also saying, you know, how can we make this ecosystem and like let's be honest our industry doesn't have the best reputation when it comes to transparency and everything but how yeah. can we make this ecosystem as transparent as possible yeah. and ultimately make make sure that i guess you know as much budget as possible is actually going on working media rather than being taken out by the supply chain cool so i'm gonna fire straight back at you yeah uh with pretty much the, a very similar question for the supply side but like what's really important right now to you know whether it's supply partners or, or publishers yeah cool i think <clears throat> there are i would say like three three main elements that would define and kind of important for publishers right now i think i would say the first one is probably uh how publishers and especially uh, what we call kind of like more mature publishers the ones that have been in the industry for a long time are able to diversify their revenue streams and what are they looking for when they do that and one thing that actually they are looking for is how they can become more omni-channel and so 
we are seeing a shift from publishers than that we're relying on historically digitally first format like display or online video into spaces like uh, CTV or audio or podcasts as well, where they can really like leverage other parts of their business to increase their revenue stream. And I think like this is really exciting because you 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 kind of look at partners in a very different way than what you used to and seeing them experimenting and finding new ways of again generating revenue for their own organization and maintain independency within that i think it's really exciting to see the second point is the point that i would like to make around the identity conversation so if we think about the and we're probably gonna like touch a little bit more in depth on this later but if we think about everything that it's been going on over the past couple of years uh, after Google's announcement of the deprecation of third-party cookies and how the supply side of the ecosystem has been moved and changed and trying to find solutions to prepare themselves for these events in the future. This is something that is really like taken off, I would say, in the past year or so and publishers have really like become active in the conversation to find solutions that could be not just replacing the third-party cookies when eventually will go away but actually making the ecosystem actually more <clears throat> user centric i would say and actually it, with the mindset of keeping the user at the center stage of the ecosystem which is something that i don't think as an industry we have done particularly well in the past few yeah, years i think that might be fair yeah. yep and then last but not least i would say how some of the dynamics between the relationship between the supply side and the buy side are kind of like changing i remember when i was working on the publisher side how sometimes it was really difficult to get in front of agencies especially if you are from like a smaller publisher or someone that it's not necessarily you know like well known or you know one of the big you know guys out there um and so i think like we're seeing a shift in how partners like magnite for instance and like your team frank like are able to help publishers uh, being in front of those agencies and being actually an extra almost like an extension of their sales team and being out there representing them and so definitely I, we are seeing more publishers relying more on partners like ourselves to be in front of agencies to be in front of agencies and buyers which i think is definitely something that as as magnite we can really help publishers moving forward omnichannel and then uh, you know identity conversation happening and uh, collaboration with partners to be in front of agencies in an easier way so yeah and i think that's really interesting how i guess that kind of mimics sort of how you know the, the buy does. side answer was right yeah so, it does I, I guess like you know the rise of different formats and indeed. then the identity is going to be really kind of closely linked the whole measurement yeah. piece as yeah. well if, if, then, i feel like it feels like the two sides are at different stages but we are all in it together in a way and so like increasing collaboration ultimately will really help the entire ecosystem to get to Um, a better point. And, and I guess like I want to segue on the omnichannel piece and kind of like understanding like there are like a, a couple of questions like quite related to each other. So one is around, you know, what about what our buyers are looking for, you know, from like a format like standpoint and you know, off the back of what would be your recommendations to to publishers I would say to make sure that they are kind of like on top of mind for buyers and they kind of like fit in what buyers are looking for. You know, it's interesting you were kind of saying publishers are relying on kind of teams like ours. I would say the inverse of that is 
like there is a huge amount of publishers or supply partners that are out there, right? Like if you think yeah. across all the different channels, like it's great that there's loads of options, right? That's always good. It means you can kind of find your niche as a specific advertiser that you're trying to like work towards. But like ultimately, and like everyone knows this, particularly in the last kind of, you know, it feels like this year, nobody's got any time. Like everyone's kind of slammed at the moment. Like I remember someone saying that, it was March or something. They were just like, it feels like Q4 never ended, yeah. basically. It's great because everyone's busy and obviously like the industry's thriving. But and hiring is really tough at the moment. Yeah, like, hiring exactly. Hiring new people is really tough. Exactly. So I think like that kind of ease of access and obviously where like teams like ours can obviously come in is like that consolidation piece, right? Both for a planning, for an activation, whether it comes to down to like reporting, but like letting agencies or brands or whatever it might be, like actually leaning on that additional resource to consolidate and, and kind of control a bit more of that inventory. I think like that's kind of a huge piece, right? And I guess like how the publishers, they can just be open to that, right? Yeah. Like that's like a really important part and there needs to be a dialogue obviously between the two sides. Definitely. Again, like we've touched on this, but being able to tie those different formats together is like really important as well. So I think, you know, rather than just relying on specific, you know, media metrics that kind of everyone's used to, whether it's viewability or completion rate, like yes, they're important, but ultimately like what is the end goal? Like what's the outcome that we're trying to drive from mm, yeah. like all of this kind of marketing budget? Like is it kind of brand lift? Is it like incremental reach even or, you know, attribution or, or like sales output or something? Um like that's really important and we've got the solutions now in place that we can start measuring that cross format and then also start kind of comparing formats or channels together but from one source of truth like is incredibly important then kind of moving on from that i know earlier in the session you spoke about identity yeah. kind of a big thing on the public side obviously it's going to be huge when it comes to the demand side as well yeah but it would be great if you could kind of run through everything that's happening on the supply side on identity yeah so I think like to give like a bit of an overview of how the ecosystem is already changing around identity. So across most environment and like over the past like few years, there has really been like which is making tracking users effectively online more difficult. So if we think about Firefox and Safari, so two of the main browsers out there, they have already phased out third party cookies between 2017 and 2018. Apple also has released previously changed to IDFA usage in 2021 and you know as I mentioned earlier like Google has announced that they will stop like the usage of third-party cookies within Chrome in the second half of like 2023 and so due to I guess all these changes the supply side of the ecosystem has already started to kind of like talk about and identify potential alternative solutions to build a more sustainable ecosystem there's no solution yet let's be clear like there are a lot of collaboration between different sides of the supply side to find credible and alternative way but there isn't really a solutions but i do believe that the publishers and kind of the media partners or role in this will be critical uh, to kind of successfully navigate the kind of future of identity and and really like Magnite is leading A, the conversation and B, in terms of positioning what you would say at the beginning of this conversation, the unique positions that we are being a truly omnichannel exchange out there. It would really like, it, it really like position ourselves well to support 
the supply to support publishers and really understand where the conversation is going. And really, yeah, today, like buyers, like really rely on, you know, like cookies to, you know, understand consumers' preferences and behavior. And I do believe that in the near future, you know, publishers and their kind of direct relationship with consumers and users will really become the source of high fidelity data that the buy side can rely upon. And really like this could be used in different ways to understand consumers, etc. And really, you know, the SSPs like Matt Knight could really be a facilitator to be able to enhance this process and make sure that this process kind of happens um, at scale. So this is how kind of the identity piece is moving. Like if we compare this to the last kind of big thing, probably it was GDPR yep. coming into play. Indeed, like which, is, that which, was, which is still with us. Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. <laughs> that was years ago, right? And it's still like there are still elements of that are being worked out. Yeah, and- those are like year long processes that they can't be decided by, you know, one person or, you know, one side of the marketplace. It takes a huge amount of work and collaboration across all for like an industry as a whole, really, to define new standards and new ways of working. And, you know, I think like on the identity side, being on the supply side where this is really like a topic that we talk about with partners, uh, I wouldn't say on a daily basis, but more like on a weekly basis. Like I was wondering how on the buy side, actually, the conversation is going like are they waiting to see what's happening on the supply side first like what are their kind of like planning strategies around this i think it would be so interesting to hear how this compares to what it's seen on the buy side yeah absolutely so you know i definitely think from both sides right it's a bit of a waiting game right like everyone's kind of trying to work out you know what solution do we properly want to win or a chicken and egg game exactly yeah chicken and egg precisely (laughs) and like there's so many kind of different solutions that are out there i think it's going to be you know like everyone's going to have to invest in a few and then one of them will kind of become more prominent yeah but we know that like from an advertiser's perspective some advertisers will have a wealth of first party data yeah. right and yeah. like that's just the nature of their business some will be far more reliant at the moment on kind of third party data activation indeed as well and there's going to be kind of different solutions there that kind of match the different advertiser of course publishers i know are going to have and i'm sure you can talk kind of more to this but publishers will have a huge amount of first party data themselves yeah right so it's how they can start marrying that data together with the advertiser data to make something really kind of powerful but also like is there the possibility of publishers kind of i guess it would it be unifying or like consolidating together in some sort of way in order to provide kind of a uniform data activation that's you know still kind of first party and all kind of compliant with everything you know i think there's like so many different options that we can kind of go down like i say it'd be great to hear on the publisher side yeah and then you've got kind of you know the universal id conversation yeah i still think this is completely personal view by the way but i still think there's like a lot of work to be done there that's that that isn't just seen as like cookie 2.0 basically it's been i feel like the universal id has been a bit of like a gold rush 2.0 when they kind of like first came out and now I think like publishers are starting to look at this in much more in depth and how it can make a difference for their business for sure. Yeah absolutely and I guess as well it's you know there's so many kind of front runners that are there and it goes back to what you were saying about making sure it's kind of customer centric that's like the key thing right and as long as it's customer centric then it kind of 
yeah, well, hopefully that kind of holds up to all the kind of regulatory stuff that will be, I'm sure, coming further down the line. So, yeah, off the back of that, right, it would be great to kind of hear, you know, what the kind of options are from a supply side. Yeah. You know, what's basically happening when it comes for buyers, like, and their targeting options once kind of cookies are deprecated. Yeah, definitely. So I think, like, if we put aside, uh, just for the sake of this conversation, the kind of, like, all conversation around Google Sandbox, which is the broader kind of, like, initiative that Google is bringing forward, which Magnite is heavily involved in on, you know, how that would be kind of, like, able to shape the marketplace. I, I would say, like, in Magnite, we-, we believe that there are three different layers of targeting. Utilize a variety of sources, solutions that publishers have actually at their disposals. As you said, like not all publishers have, will have those, but there are different levels that publishers can rely upon. So the first, I would say, layer is what we call kind of like logged in users. So these is something that, for instance, premium publishers and direct publishers, which are those that have got this direct relationship with their consumers, will have in abundance. And so publishers will continue to be able to rely upon this first party data. And that's something that actually publishers have started to do in terms of encouraging users to log in to log in into their websites a few years ago. So we have already seen initiatives in the past and we believe that this is will continue in the new kind of like framework of identity. However, the scale that this methodology can reach won't be enough to reach the entire marketplace and it won't be enough, I guess, for buyers when we think about, you know, targeting campaigns to actually be reaching the scale that they are looking for. So there is a need for these solutions to be combined with other solutions. And so the second, I would say, solution that is currently already available and a lot of publishers are testing is what you were mentioning earlier about universal IDs, especially the one based on first-party cookies. So just to explain quickly the difference between first-party and third-party cookies. So third-party cookies are those cookies that are directly stored in a website or a kind of like domain that the user visits, whereas... And, and these cookies are created and managed by the publisher kind of themselves, whereas third-party cookies are not created by the website, but they are placed on the page by like a third party, really. And so the first-party cookies are available mainly only across like this website, whereas like third-party cookies will you know, follow the user across the internet, which making kind of like the whole conversation about like user tracking and kind of user experience in questions. And that's kind of why as an industry, we are where we are. And so as mentioned already, you know, third party cookies won't be available on, you know, Chrome, and they aren't really available across different browsers. So publishers have started to use universal IDs to be able to recognize users when they come across basically their site. And Magnite as put behind this kind of like full support as we support like a wide variety of universal IDs that are available out there for our publishers to transact within our exchange. And also we work really closely with Prebit.org, which is a kind of community-led independent organization of publishers, our tech partners, DSPs, buyers as well, that kind of build technology for header bidding. And so Prebit has also created modules to be able to support these IDs. So publishers uh, have been testing and have been using these IDs across their site already, which is already kind of like great to see. Again, there is still a challenge in this methodology when we think about scale and when we think about how eventually these ideas will consolidate because at the moment there are quite a few out there. Are we going to have one? Are we going to have a few? Are we going to have still like 
that many or more than what we've got now, we don't know yet. And so it will be interesting to see how this kind of further evolves. And then last but not least, I think like this is the most exciting one. It's what we call seller-defined audiences. So this solution really will enable publishers to create a master segment at scale, utilizing and relying on as well other publishers' data. Think about like a cohort of publishers having similar audiences that partners, uh, for instance, like Magnite, are, would be able to help them put together in a safe way for them to be utilized in campaign and for buyers to actually being able to target them across the entire exchange. We recently in 2022 acquired at Magnite two companies. One is called End Party and the other one is called Carbon. So the first one is a startup that specializes in data cleaning room. And so this technology would enable to anonymize the data and create the data in a way that is obviously compliant and as well being able to utilize across the entire publisher that are accessing Magnite, for instance. And then Carbon, which is like a data-focused platform, will obviously enable to give the technology to put these audiences together. So seller-defined audiences really offer, I think, buyers an alternative to third-party cookies. So in terms of scale and in terms of uh, a veridicity of the data, they are very much reliant on publisher data. And so the opportunity to target uh, reliable audiences through seller-defined audiences, it's really something we believe could be really important in the shaping of the future of identity. And going back to the kind of omnichannel piece, if this is across an omnichannel platform like Magnite, the same audience will be able to transact across different formats. And that's when we can kind of unify the identity conversation and the targeting options that we will have with the omnichannel ambition that buyers have. Even when I was kind of saying earlier, it was all about how can we actually start unifying our media buying rather than doing it all in silos and that kind of audience activation is like a huge part of it i guess from the seller audiences right like you've got that accuracy which is fantastic and i guess there's an opportunity then there as well to match that data with that kind of advertiser first party data as well which you know is obviously something we just covered as well which is excellent that's great I guess, like, we're probably going to look at the future now and, you know, just asking the classic question at the end of any of similar talks like this, like, what are you kind of, like, most looking forward to this year? Yeah, most looking forward to... I've got a few, so the identity like situation is like obviously it's a huge opportunity for the industry i think it is going to be a bit of a grind to be honest so maybe it's not something i'm looking forward to for sure but it's definitely an opportunity the ctv growth i think that's going to explode like that's going to be huge and it's really exciting like the one i've probably not mentioned yet is i think there's going to be kind of an increased adoption of tech probably of like supply side tech but from the buy side if that makes sense so actually using supply side tech to kind of consolidate and control inventory in the way that they like the buyer kind of wants so whether that's a brand or an agency we're kind of seeing it take off already but i think that's gonna you know adoption will spread i think that's really exciting and then the last one for me is just like in-person events and meetings that's more of a personal one to be honest finally but we had a few events like they've been great and you know i love meeting people and everything so so yeah it's good to be back on track now what are you looking forward to 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like repeat some of the stuff that you've done. So to avoid too much repetition, I would say definitely the identity. I'm still going to repeat that. The identity piece is going to be exciting to see where it's going towards and how we can help publishers and buyers like shaping Uh, the conversation. Definitely, I think one thing that you mentioned that I'm kind of like taking away from the buy side is around the measurement and around how potentially publishers, but also like us as partner, we can help buyers providing more insight and more measurement around campaigns that they are running across our platform or across specific publishers, how we can do better at uh, measuring effects out there. And then one thing that is, you know, kind of a bit close to my heart is around how you know, more diversity and kind of inclusion progress is made across the industry. So there are some amazing organizations out there. I've got, you know, friends that have established, I think quite recently, the Women in Programmatic Network, which has been a success, an extremely successful way for women and industry people in general to connect. So I'm looking forward to see how other diversities are able to come together this year. If we think about, you know, disabilities, if we think about LGBTQ+, so anything really to create much more inclusive environment, so, which is, I guess, like what I would like to see even more in our industry. So Yeah, and I think that's a hugely important one. You kind yeah. of showed me up there because I said that I just want to go out for drinks and meet people. But I'll, we'll come, I'll come with you, <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks everyone for listening. Like it's been really fantastic. Obviously, reach out if there's anything you want to discuss or if you want to, you know, send abuse our way on LinkedIn <laughs> because you really disagree with it. Like whatever you want to do, but this has been really great and we hope you've found it all insightful. Thank you and we'll see you around. Thanks Lorenzo. Bye. You're listening to Stay Engaged from IAB UK. Thank you for tuning in to this offstage audio session. And thanks to our partners at Triple Lift. If you've enjoyed this session, please share it and tag at IAB UK on Twitter or Instagram. Subscribe wherever you're listening to hear the rest of the Stay Engaged sessions and for the regular IAB UK podcast. Next week's Stay Engaged session will navigate the tricky world of brand and consumer connections with expert advice from leading matchmakers, Octave Audio, Permutive, Number 8 and A Million Ads, hosted by New Digital Age. That's next on Stay Engaged.